Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, Sally DeFreeze. Sally, I apologize. I apologize to the listeners. To the listeners uh, for being out last week. Well, we couldn't, to be honest with you, I wasn't about to come. I mean, I I love doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't love it so much that I was willing to go into labor by recording a podcast in the hundred degree studio. Yeah, there were there were moments last week in the office where it uh, like like the thermostat said like eighty nine, but it and felt the heat index in the office was higher, very much higher because it was humid. And when you're in here recording in a closed off studio, yeah, with the lights on, uh, it it. Like they would, they recorded a pod last week. I think it was circling back, and I walked in afterwards. There was no chance it was below like ninety five in there. It was Will disgusting. sent me a picture of their shirts. Yeah. It looked like he'd been outside working out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I came in a couple of days in the morning, and just by like eleven o'clock, I'm I'm sw- like you know when you're at your desk and you're you like move your mouse and your arm kind of peels off. Uh-huh. It, once that happened, I said, okay, I'm, I gotta go work from home. What was, the old studio was called The Lodge? This one could have been the called The Sweat Lodge. The, this could have been The Sweat Lodge. Yeah. The salt Cave. I just didn't, no offense, um, I didn't want to put a, a shitty podcast out where no. I sounded like I was gonna have a baby at any moment in the studio given the heat no offense taken so we apologize to the listeners for for skipping last week we were we are we are not built different we are not (laughs) built different we were not gonna record the the opposite of built different i need the ac to be on like at least at the very minimal 74 which is what it's currently on right now that's and like that's far too high for me I, I'm a 69 guy. Like if our, I am, our apartment is at 70 during the day and mm-hmm. 68 at night. That's fair. That's fair. I go. I have like a cool, like a nest thing. So it it schedules. I mean, I think everybody can program their thermostat. Right. But I go. I go 78 during the day, and then yeah, because you're not home. Right. Because I'm not. I'm not home. Nobody's there, and it cools off relatively quickly. I go 69 when I get home. Yeah. And then sixty, I guess keep it at sixty nine for sleeping. But your apartment's probably more energy efficient than ours is too. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. It's been it, it. It does get hot because it has the really high ceiling. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of acts as like a heat. Like it goes. It all, yeah, it all goes there, and so it kind of keeps the floor relatively cool. I don't know. It it's hot when I get home. It's like eighty two, and then the heat kicks or the the AC kicks on and. It, Maybe an hour till I'm comfortable. Yeah, not bad. We got to keep it cool in our place because of Fritz. You have a child. Yeah. He's got a nap at a. He's he he only naps at like seventy or below. Love that. When he's, so, just, you can just tell he's like, dude, it's too hot. Like, yeah. Dude, what am I? I'm not napping. Yeah, I So that's that's where we normally keep it. But in here at seventy four, that's a that's a good level for me. Yeah, in seventy four in here feels feels fine. Yeah. Feels totally fine. It's just, I don't know what it is about being at home. I can feel if it's like 72. I yeah. feel at first like that like twinge of sweat, like your body's like, hey, I'm going to start sweating. I By totally the way, I don't know what that is, like my homeostasis. We used to like, keep oh. it at 70 at night and mm-hmm. then we had to, we've started creeping down more. Yeah. It, I, I think in the summer we creep down more because I think, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that our thermostat is 
entirely correct. Mm. So I think 68 is really like a 70, 71. Oh, I see. Okay. I got you. So in the summer. So yeah. we used to always be a 70 family, and now yep. we have to go down at night. It's too hot. We used to have a thermostat in my house growing up, that I, and I, I don't know. This was just mentally my thing, but when the sun would come through our – we had like a, a screen door that we would leave open in the summer because it was – just nice to let some light in. Nice out, yeah. It would hit directly onto the thermostat, and I don't know if that had like a an effect. Like my thermostat was sitting in direct afternoon sunlight. Granted, it was would through it a screen door, like a like a glass screen door. It's not like a mercury. I don't know. Water. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> but I, always growing up, I would like mentally walk by and be like, I wonder if that's wrong. Well. I Actually, know. I don't even know how thermostats work, if I'm being honest. I don't know what it, thermometer it's based on. There's some like HVAC specialist out there who's just screaming at their their car radio right now. Yeah. I used to listen to to circling back and touching base and like scream when I would hear them make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And now I just think about I'm I apologize to all the listeners who I say stuff and they're like, that's so wrong. That's Please. Just not not right at all. <laughs> if you would like to tell us how wrong we are, please uh, leave a review on well, Apple like, or Spotify. Be stuff. nice in the review. Leave give five, us five stars. Give us but, five like, stars. Tell us why what the, we said incorrectly. The five star is the toll to be like, hey, love the pod, but you mispronounce this. Blank, word. blank, 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 blank. Yeah, yeah. yeah just just do that, please. <laughs> or do you tell tell a friend about the show? Send a clip around. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail. Eight eight eight. 362-M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast, or in the description of this episode. Sally, want to dive in? Yes. All right. My girlfriend and I have been in a long-distance relationship for a few months and talking about moving in together. I'd be moving to her a few states away, but she has a cat and I'm slightly allergic to them. Nothing too serious, but I'll be congested and my eyes will really itch. She has had the cat for over five years. Can I ask her to get rid of the cat? Whew. I don't think, so there's immediate reaction here. I don't think you can ask somebody to get rid of like their a loved one, basically. Yeah. It's like asking somebody to get rid of a dog, a cat, you know, maybe like a spider. I'd be like, hey, you can't. I'm I'm terrified of spiders. I'm just we can't do the spider thing. Or I know snakes are a popular. You've been dating people who own spiders no. as pets. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> the, hypothetically. I probably draw the line at arachnids. Like, no offense. I, hypothetically, I probably wouldn't date anybody who had a pet that was not a dog or a cat. <laughs> like, if like, I, a, like if some dude if has a, some dude has a gerbil, a you're pig, out. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. I gotta go. Yeah, reptiles. Uh, I had a lizard growing up. I had two leopard geckos. They were tight. You know what? I absolutely cannot do birds. Like birds are oh, gross. Yeah. Somebody's ha- birds of prey are pets, majestic sorry. and cool, but like you can't have an eagle as a pet. But like birds are gross and they carry diseases. So like. Ew. They also live to like 70. Yeah. You I seen that? Do the, not. If you get a cockatoo you, when you're like in your 40s, just that thing's going to like outlive you. Yeah. And they're not like <laughs> cuddling you. No. What are they? They just, they, and you, they kind of stay in their cage, right? Like they don't fly around your little I, house. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, again, would only date somebody who had a cat or a dog, but. Bird feeders all in. 
let the birds come to you, but then let them let them leave. Right. Be outside of your domicile. your domain. Okay. Um. I I agree. The cat is part of the family. Right. Correct. Like, yep. Correct. Cat's not leaving. If anybody asked me to get rid of my dog, I'd be like, no. But yeah. an, an allergy is a special circumstance. I think it's definitely worth a conversation of like, hey, I'm pretty like kind of allergic to cats. Obviously, mm-hmm. I he's am, probably I am too. So I would have he's this probably stayed home. with her and felt the symptoms of it. Sure. I think that there is a way that either you can like move in with her and try bring it up beforehand and be like, Hey, I'm allergic to cats. I think it'll be fine. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to try to like, I'm not going to be hanging with the cat and I would prefer the cat doesn't sleep in our bed with us. Yeah. I think there's maybe some boundaries on, on where the cat's going, which would and help. give it like a trial period. But if you're, itchy eyes and like congested that's kind of miserable i do think is this bad to say i'm going to get attacked by the cat brigade but like cats are a little different than dogs they're not as like they can be companions but they're so independent that like if she has to rehome the cat to a friend it's not like i i I it depends on how close she is with the cat yes i know where you're coming from i think it's it's a five-year cat at this point like there's there's a tie there. There's an emotional connection. But also, is she in a situation where, like, it's just a conversation I think that needs to be had where you're, like, willing to try this out. I'm also worried that, like, my allergies could get worse because mm-hmm. I haven't been there for an extended time over, like, say, more than a week. But, like, let's see how it goes. But it, or is that a conversation that we can have after a month if it's not, like, my health is not improving? I think you have to have a conversation regardless and, yeah. and say, hey, hey, I'm I'm going to be miserable. I don't want to resent you because of the cat. Is there can we can we get to the symptoms? Can we get to the root of the like can we do the allergy thing, like the shots thing? I know it's it takes forever, but there's gotta be a solution. Cause you just like you can't be miserable all the time. Maybe the solution is like, hey, do you wanna live close to each other or do you wanna live together but the cat stays in like a room? I don't know. I don't know what I, you do. I think that the here. you rehome the cat. That's the answer. I think that's the the I, the, the solution, but the, I don't think that it's practical. But people people move in together and rehome animals all the time, like mm-hmm. for shittier reasons than this. Sure, like, like you just don't, I don't like, like the dogs, cat. Yeah. and I'm I'm not dealing with the dog. Whatever, and then and then like two years later, they get a dog together, and it's like turns out she did like dogs. She just didn't like your dog, mm-hmm. right? Literally speaking, to an exact oh. situation. Anyway, I think it's not unreasonable to say like I'm willing to try, but I, you know, if if it's not working, then we probably need to rehome the cat or be like, are you open to it at all? I absolutely understand your, you know relationship with this cat was there a friend or your mom or a sister or whatever Mm -hmm. that could take the cat keep it in the family but so she can see the cat yeah you know um because cats are i mean and the same thing with dogs it's like one of those things where when you're allergic to them it, it depends on how bad your allergy is but like you're allergic to the dander. So if they're living in the house, even if they're staying in one room, not sleeping in your bed, et cetera, you're still 
exposing yourself to that allergy. Right, 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 right. I don't, I'm not an allergist and immunologist, but I, I do think that you can do like allergy drops and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you can, you can mask things for sure. And then I know the shots are kind of the long-term Shots are like solve, the, the gold standard, but I don't know how effective they are when you're allergic to like a, a dander situation versus like just mold in the air. Yeah, Again, I, somehow I, could, I couldn't give you probably a uh, screaming at me right now, but I I don't think it's out of the realm to just. It's not like it, I mean they've been together for a while. It's not like you're like we just met and I hate your cat. It's yeah. like I have an actual medical problem regarding your cat. Right. It's not just an I don't like the animal. Uh, so or you I, can, I think you or have you to. You can invest in some like intense air purifiers for your bedroom and like. There, yeah, there you go. Get the soup, get a, a HEPA kind of situation going. Get some, I think the air doctor is a really good one. Um, air purifier and then like be really diligent about cleaning all the vent yep. things. Ra Rachel just got a, 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 she went through the whole Dyson catalog and we're like rocking a, a million different Dyson things now because she has allergies. And so it's, yeah. I think that's that's a great idea. See if that works. And then if you're not, you know couple months down the line and you're just you're miserable then then i but think you have me, a pretty good conversation yeah i don't think this is like a deal breaker or a reason to not move in together yeah or, not an ultimatum thing and it's also not something that you should be afraid to bring up to your partner as it's an actual allergy it's not like hey i just don't vibe with cats mm -hmm. <laughs> like right. that would be like me dating someone and they had a f ferret and i'm like i'm that's just not really my Out vibe. Out on ferrets. Me or the ferret. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't even let it get to that point because I would never date someone with a ferret personally. Mm. But, you know, to each their own. That's why you become a plant dad or mom. Because ah. very few people are like so averse to plants. And if you want to become a plant dad or mom, you know where you go? I'm going to guess that you're going to say fast growing trees. Fastgrowingtrees.com, Sally. Was that, was that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go, Sally. You're getting into the game. <laughs> Breathe some life into your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this fall. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. Fastgrowingtrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. Wow. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting on long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With fastgrowingtrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. Sally, I got some lemons on fast-growing trees uh -huh. and limes, actually, uh, to make homemade marge. How's it going? Fantastic. Are they fast-growing fruit trees? They're on my patio. They're having a great time. Great. Uh, I've I've only done a couple because it's take, it takes a long time for obviously the fruit to grow. Really good. Mm -hmm. It's like Randy. He is he's the plant dad of of them all now. Randy's a plant dad. I am not a plant mom. I'm right. a noted plant killer, to be honest. The thing I like most about fast-growing trees is that I could get on and like give a whole list of things like. Things that aren't going to be toxic to my dog. Yes, they things they have that are easy and like very minimal, you know, care or light or not exposed to being the outside. Like I want an indoor plant. You can just 
pick and choose, and then they're going to spit back out at you plants that work for what your situation is. It's the plant finder quiz is yeah. what you're referring to. Uh, and you can it ask, it's a personalized quiz that tailors an exact solution to your home. The dog thing is really important. I didn't realize how uh, plants can be toxic to dogs. And I don't have a dog, but it, it people do, and there's the option to, to tick off that box. Like, hey, don't want toxic plants. What are you going to get uh, on fast-growing trees next, you think? What, what's, what are you in the market for? I am in the market for a tree. I really do want to dip my toe into the fiddle leaf fig. I know that mm-hmm. it's I know that it's difficult. But I also know mm-hmm. that on fast-growing trees, when I was browsing around, they give you like very specific care instructions. And they, like we mentioned, tailoring it to your lifestyle. You can also tailor it to your uh, geographic location, right. the amount of sun that you expect this plant to get. It's, it's really a foolproof system. If you I, kill I'm, something from fast growing trees, not only are you, it's your fault, but they will also uh, give you your money back if it's within 30 days. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelie- Which unfortunately is not out of the realm for me. Mm. As yeah, a that plant, quick, huh? noted, noted plant killer. I think I might need Randy to come over and like teach me a couple things. Join over 1.5 million happy fast growing trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash mail in now, not mail in now, slash mail in to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash mail in. Uh, I got the next one. So here we go. Hey, everyone. Looking for some advice on how to approach my wife in getting a more revealing swimsuit. Our anniversary is in a few months, and we're heading to a tropical resort to celebrate. She's a conservative dresser, which I have no problems with, but on this occasion, I wouldn't mind her wearing a cheeky swimsuit. We have a swim-up suite and a jacuzzi, so if she wore it, it would only be in that area, and she could change to her normal suits when we head to more public areas. She's a damn rocket. And I just want to see her in something a little more risque. I'm at a loss for how to bring it up or approach the subject. Any help or advice would be much appreciated. Thanks. Wow. Shouts to this king. He's like, girl, go off. Uh, give it to her as a gift? That's, that was my initial thing. Being like, uh, you know, obviously sizing is, is tough with swims. Like you, you got you to gotta be careful with giving a gift like that but yeah that be like hey let's let's try one of these out it's like kind of getting your wife like lingerie right yeah i think you give it as a gift you do not here's what you don't do okay Okay. you don't show a picture of a girl in a swimsuit like Uh. you should wear something (laughs) like this okay because then it just is giving off the vibe of like oh i think this girl's hot Right. Like you should look like her. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, give it as a gift, or be like, "Hey, let's let's go swimsuit shopping. You've got a great like." Honestly, compliment her. Like, mm-hmm. no one is going to be upset if you compliment them. Like, you've got a great bod. Like, great bod. You're. you're I think super you deserve hot. a new swimsuit. Beautiful. Let's go. Let's go. Um, let's buy some swimsuits ahead of time. A brand I really like is called Monday Swimwear. Okay. Uh, it's by Devin Brugman and Tosh Oakley. And they're the girls who started a bikini a day, and then they started their own swimwear brand. Okay. I pretty much exclusively wear their swimsuits, and they have like mm. a whole slew of coverage options. But mm. 
what I'm saying is either take her shopping or like just start dropping hints and even be like, hey, like, you know that like you could pull off whatever you want. Like I'm, I think that you're really beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Just give her compliments all the time. And then she'll kind of get that confidence. I also think though, some people are just going to wear what they're comfortable that, in. Right. There's like a, there's like a, a line I feel like with confidence and like, I don't want to look like a, what do they do? Like a hoochie mama. you like, you know, there's like, there's like, there's like a line a where it's just, some people are just conservative dressers. Yeah. And that's kind of their vibe. It's not even a confidence thing. It's just like, I don't want to have too much out there. But, but like, it's also okay to like tell her your sexual desires and be like, it really turns me on when you wear something like this or like you do this or mm-hmm. whatever. That's not like a okay. demand, just like, hey, yeah, here's that's what I, here's an what okay I'm, thing to yeah. share with your partner. Totally. So saying that, in a way that's like, if you ever wanted to like get something for the trip, I mm-hmm. absolutely want to treat you. But yes, do not pull up a picture of Alex Earl and be like, "You should get this swimsuit." <laughs> that is a great because she will be like, point. "What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> are you like joing to Alex Earl pictures? Like, mm-hmm. which teach their own? Who cares? But like, don't compare her to somebody else." Great call. Great call. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But other than that, I think I think telling her that like what turns you on or is attractive to you is totally fine. That's and that should And it's not gonna like upset her to be like I the only thing Right. The only thing I could say is like, oh, it turns me on when you wear less and she's like, Well, I I don't do that. So like am I am I not doing it for you? Like, you know what I mean? There's a there's like a reverse Yeah psychology thing no just give her compliments yeah just compliment her take her shopping and say let's uh let's let's get some of this stuff for the swim up jacuzzi portion of our trip yeah we can go back to the uh the 1940s for the uh like the public bar yeah there you go next one hey brett and sally my wife and i are traveling to a city in a few months we are excited to go as it's one of our favorite cities to visit, but there is one situation we are trying to navigate, letting one of her best friends know we are coming or not. It's not so much we don't want to hang out with them. Her friend and her husband are great. They just kind of take over the visit. They insist we stay with them, which we don't want to do as they live in a suburb 40 minutes outside the city. They also have a toddler who dictates everything we do when we visit. Our last visit was just awful. We didn't get to do anything we wanted as their child couldn't go to that or this place, or we would leave a place because their child needed to nap, so we would sit around the house for hours. When I suggested my wife and I do something on our own, her friend was very against it and threw a bit of a fit. I would be okay meeting them for brunch or something in the daytime, but that's it. Other than that, I just want to hang out with my wife and do the thing we want to do, not visit dictated by a child. Just not sure how to convey that easily without hurting feelings. We're open to all suggestions. Thanks. When I read this question for the first time, I was like, Sally DeFreeze, this this just has you crushing this question written all over it. There's like boundaries, there's personal experience with family, there's there's like the suburb thing. There there you just you have this is uh, I, like tailor made. This exact situation actually happened to I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um and we have a child. So like I totally understand the personally we have excused ourselves from trips because i'm like well we have we were supposed to go to palm springs last year with friends and i'm like we're gonna kill your vibe because Mm -hmm. 
Fritz is going to have to go to sleep at like six and then we're none, neither of us is going to be able to leave or like one of us going to have to stay home. We don't have any babysitters we know of, et cetera. Yeah. Here's what I think is a good idea. If you don't want to invite drama and you don't want to have to like have a drawn out situation, you tell the friend like two days before you're coming. Okay, I I, I, I don't know if yeah. the friend already knows or not. It's not. There was a comment that said that we're, they suggested it to the friend, but the friend threw a fit. But that might have been during the last. trip. That was during the last trip. So yeah. let's let's say they're going to Chicago, yep. okay? And the friends live in the burbs. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the Chicago experience if your friends are up on the North Shore and you're like trying to be downtown, right? And like have a, a chai town. Lake weekend. Forest is beautiful, but so I think what you do is you plan it. And then she tells the friend like the week of, "Hey, we're gonna be in town. Hey, Do you want to grab brunch on Saturday morning?" We yeah, we're we're doing our own thing. Uh, but would you like to like either do give two options? You want to do brunch on Saturday morning, or if y'all could get a sitter, we could. I could change our reservation. We could go to dinner on Friday night. Sure. Give them two options. Put the boundary out there that we're doing our own thing. It's a little, we're doing a little mini moon or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm -hmm. We're taking a trip for us. We're celebrating this. We're doing this. We would love to see you. Can you get a babysitter? Then there's no like. There's no ambiguity. There's no there's like. There's no hey. question of like, can the kid come? Because mm -hmm. you're like, can you get a babysitter and meet us for, here's the two times that work for us. Yeah. Give, give very limited options. Don't do an open-ended like we're we don't really have planned Saturday because then Saturday is like gonna be a full blown they Toddler want you day. to come out there yep. or they're gonna bring the kid into the city and then it's gonna like turn into a whole thing. Give very specific instances. But when you are telling them up front, like we're doing our own thing, we have mm -hmm. a lot of stuff planned. Uh here's where we're available. Yeah. And th that person should get the picture. That's my number one is like wait till the week of and give them the option. And like obviously don't tell them like on a Thursday that you're coming the next day. Give them the opportunity to like move some stuff around. Two days. I mean, no, like you can give like you can tell them on a Monday like, hey, we're coming to Chicago okay, okay. this weekend. Um, Or you can tell them more in advance. But same thing. Give the same boundaries. Hey, we we – are going to pack a lot of stuff in. We really want to stay in the city and do these things. So we're going to kind of keep to ourselves, but would well, love to see you. Yeah, we're staying in the city because of these things, right. because we're doing this, they're doing that. And it could even be like, hey, we're getting this like a, a late dinner at blank with yeah. just the two of us. So we're going we're to stay because it makes way more sense to do that. Right. If if the friend throws a fit and is like, no, 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 y'all really should stay with us. We wanted to. Thanks for the offer. Thank you for the offer. We're doing our own thing. Red light, time. right? Yeah. Not a yellow. We're going red. Green light. Green light is like, hey, would love to see you. And what are you guys up to that weekend? Kind of dictate it. Yellow lights, like, oh, like we're coming in town. We have Saturday available. Would you want to do lunch? Red lights, like, we're coming in town and doing our own thing. But we would love to see you at this exact time. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. it works for you. If it works for you. If not, we'll catch you next time. And honestly, if the friend throws a fit, it's okay to come back and say like, "I'm really sorry. We're trying to we're trying to do these specific things together. 
sans child, like nothing against y'all. We just, we're going to, we want to spend some time for our marriage by ourselves. Yeah, totally. I, this, this kind of feels the only thing I, I have commenting on this is kind of like, uh, feels like the couple with the child is, is kind of like desperate to do, do something things see people. and yeah. see people and, and feel like it's not just, that's not your responsibility. Totally agree. Totally you're agree. not, you're not their social chair. They can figure it out. And also people who have kids, anybody, anybody should realize that like you're the people don't want to always do what you want to do. And on the flip side, we've talked about this. If you live in New York city and your friends are coming to visit and they're like, Hey, we, I'm coming this weekend. And they expect you to spend their whole weekend with you. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can absolutely be like, that's so great. You're coming. Let's try to do dinner one night. Like, mm -hmm. cause I think people who live in big cities like that, I think we've talked about this in the past. Like my friends who lived in LA when we were immediately post-grad, one of them told me, and I was like there, she was like, I am like so glad you're here, but like, I'm so excited that no one's coming next weekend mm -hmm. and I can like run errands. Yeah. And I literally was like, I feel so bad. Like, I'm so glad you told me that. We let's do whatever you want to do today, mm -hmm. even if it's sitting on the couch. Yep. Because that's exhausting for people. Like when you live in one of those cities that everyone visits and you're the person who's everyone's staying with or expecting to like make dinner plans for this person because they're coming in town, it's okay to also create the boundary of like, so happy you're coming to visit New York. Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see catch you it for Saturday the, night for for the dinner drink. or the drink or the, yeah. And it's one thing if if they're explicitly staying with you, obviously. But, but again, I'm so glad you're coming. Yeah. I don't have the space for you this time. Mm -hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I always have space for? I'm going to guess it's AG1. AG1 in my pantry, Sally. Wow. AG1, how can I put it succinctly? Just a, an all-around great way to kickstart a healthy day. Is that simple enough? Yeah. Here's what it is. A scoop of green powder in your morning beverage. Could be water. It should be water probably. I wouldn't suggest putting it in coffee or orange juice or anything. But HG1 is a nutritional supplement with 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients. Just one scoop a day and a, and a glass of water down the hatch. Since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed I've felt more energy, a little better digestion, support for mental clarity and focus, better sleep, and it's a great brain for my buck as it replaces a lot of other supplements like a daily multivitamin, minerals, pre and probiotics for my gut health, adaptogens and greens blend, literally just all in one scoop of powder. Saves time in the morning because I don't have to do all the other stuff like I mentioned. Just again, one glass of water, one scoop, down the hatch. So here's the deal. If you are looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs, plus a free one-year supply of vitamin D. With your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash mail-in. That's drinkag1.com slash mail-in. Check it out. All right, let's do the next one, Sal. So. Hey guys, I, a 29-year-old female, have been with my fiancé, a 30-year-old male, since January 2019. 
I love him very much and have never doubted our relationship. However, he has a naturally flirty personality, which worries me sometimes when it comes to his interactions with other girls. And although I trust him, I can't stop myself from overthinking things every now and then. My overthinking finally got the best of me the other night. And I went through his phone when he was asleep Oof. and found many scandalous texts between him and a couple of girls he went to college with. These texts are from 2019 and 2020, when we were officially and fully in a committed relationship. Through these texts, it seems that him and these women had been exchanging nude photos, videos, and texts via Snapchat and FaceTime. Him asking these women to hang out and one save Snapchat text suggesting he might have slept with someone during this, this first period, uh, this time period, excuse me, when we were together. From what I can tell, he hasn't spoken to these women since 2020. And while I'm relieved it's been years since this behavior, I'm still absolutely horrified and sick to my stomach about it. I want to bring this up to him, but I don't know how to because I would only have discovered this information by snooping through his phone. We've spoken about the value of privacy and agreed that going through each other's phones without permission is a huge invasion of that privacy. I've obviously invaded his privacy by looking through his phone while he's asleep, and I feel guilty enough about that as it is. How do I confront my fiance about these scandalous texts without admitting I went through his phone? Is it worth bringing up after all this time and risk seriously damaging our relationship, or shall I let this go and pretend I did not see anything? Oof. Oof. Not great. Okay. No. Uh, I, my first inkling is this has to be brought up. It has to be confronted. Correct. It, it, it has to be confronted and you have to be truthful about why you found out. Correct. Because how else are you going to be like, no, you can't. Mary Claire told me that she, Sarah said this about, no, you gotta, you need to be upfront and admit fault and say, you know, I, we need to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have been feeling insecure or feeling, you know, worried about this with us getting married. And mm -hmm. I went through your phone, which I know is a huge violation. So I'm going to own that, but I found this mm -hmm. and you need to have that conversation. Have to. Have to because if you don't, it's going to simmer and it's going to bleed into the marriage. And like right. you're always going to have that, like every time you, he's on his phone, or like you're just always going to have that hanging over your head. So you have to. Here's where have I worry this about this conversation. It's going to be tried to be turned against her. Right. Which I think is, is not good, but that's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, again. I think um, it is it is very important that when you're having the conversation, you stick to the facts. Mm -hmm. You stick to um, keeping an open communication, and you try to not play the blame game. Because what's going to happen is he's going to get very upset and defensive about her going through his phone. Correct she is going to rightfully also get upset and defensive about the fact that he either slept with someone or was exchanging salacious texts, having an emotional affair at mm -hmm. the very least while they were together. Right. In the beginning of a relationship. Um, 
And they're going to just start throwing those facts at each other without remaining on the same page of like, let's discuss first the breach of privacy and then let's discuss the infidelity. There needs to, you can, you can kind of two prong approach. It'd be like, Hey, I was feeling X. I should have told you about X feeling X, but like insecurity, yada, yada, but it manifested in this fashion. And I did this. And I am sorry. I know this is a breach of privacy, but it was it got to the point where I I couldn't do anything but that. So then there's that conversation. Then you go into the hey. Now we got to talk about what happened because I found stuff. Right. So I I don't know how you I litigate think that. that but. I think you. Uh, yeah, we all know that I'm a huge fan of premarital counseling. Yes. I do think this conversation would be helped by being had in front of a third party counselor who mm-hmm. doesn't have a vested interest in the relationship. But I think it's possible to have a productive conversation without that person. What I think she needs to do is sit him down and be like, we need to talk. It's always important. Anytime you're communicating with your partner to really try uh, to express how you're feeling and like what your feeling is. And I say that because even saying I am insecure about how flirty you are and it makes me feel worried because of X, Y, Z is still a valid thing to say Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, I don't, I just had this weird feeling and I just went through your phone. Like he needs to know the why of, what caused you to breach and then also know that you fully take responsibility f- for yeah. going through the phone. Mm-hmm. But then also say like, here's where I'm at. I, I felt this way. I did this. I found this. Let's first discuss what I did. Cause mm-hmm. that's going to hopefully take him off the defensive. Yeah. Kind of put, put the swords away. Yeah. And then like, cause it is three years ago that this happened, and and now you can we can get to the so this happened, like she can say I'm not breaking up with you over it. I just or, or like how do we, I then, then I don't, word vomiting. How do you get into that? And and she's she can be rightfully mad at it, but does she want it to be an issue now that it's litigated, or is it do you, like how? What's the goal? I well, guess. Well, I think the other thing is her. Her intuition was correct. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So so saying like I am insecure and I don't it's not that I don't trust you, even though it seems that way, but I am worried because of how like flirty you are and things like that. And it's it's brought out insecurity in me. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it again, it goes back to how she feels, not about what he's doing. Right. It's it's all about how you feel. I found this now. I that has only like snowballed my insecurity totally, and made me not feel like I can trust you. And in the same vein, I also recognize that you probably can't trust me to not go through your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you talk out that. I, you know, I can't tell her what to do or how to feel about that. Like, I don't know if that's a deal breaker for her or not. If she feels like 
that was a breach of trust, but it's over and she's willing to move past it. Like cheating, things like this are such a gray area that I think for a lot of us used to feel black and white until it's like happening to you or something like that. Um, I, I do think the conversation needs to be had. You can absolutely not let this simmer. You mm -hmm. also cannot have it without acknowledging why you know. Totally. You can't be like, anything you want to tell me about 2019? Like, there's, right. there's there's no gotcha here. Right. And then I think the bigger issue is that you both need to work on specific things. His fidelity and what drove him to do that and your insecurity and what drove you to go through his phone. Mm -hmm. And are there, and what lingers? Like, does he still have not problem but does he still have a feeling that he's like looking for greener pastures right. or, or needs something from and he's probably gonna people. feel like he can't ever not ever but he's gonna feel for a while that he's has a hard time trusting you mm -hmm. again this is like a very um common situation that I think that a lot of couples go through, especially in the beginning of a relationship and usually when they're about to have a big change. So whether it's like we're about to get married or we're moving in together or we're having a kid together or whatever, and it makes one person question what's going on, you sure. know? Mm -hmm. And so that, that probably the fact that she might've had these feelings back when they were first together, but it was like, okay, I, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. But now that they're getting married, it's like, okay, well, I've like always kind of thought this now I really need to know. I'm going to go through the phone. Yeah. Not excusing what she did, but you also can't, you can't excuse what you did because he happened to, uh, you happen to be correct about him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm totally, saying? Totally. Because, because even if, if, what if she found nothing now personally, like I'm going to, just admit this out here. I have gone through Will's phone without his consent mm -hmm. that I have later admitted to him. That was like a huge blow up argument of him being like, are you serious? And of course I like found nothing. Honestly, I went through it cause I was trying to see if he was going to propose to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh -huh. still a breach of trust. Yeah. And even then it's like, even if she found nothing, you almost like, you still have to disclose that to your partner. Yeah, oh, cause you're still, yeah. you're still crossing that. a line. Yeah. You know, and you still need to. We need to have the conversation. Why and like, yeah, get to the bottom of that because it's not just doing it. Like, there's not just like, hey, I did this. There's still a why. There's still a, a core to that that issue, which needs to be. But discussed. I, you know, maybe there's a greater conversation. Maybe, maybe this is the end of the relationship, and they don't need to get married. Or maybe this is going to make them stronger because they can admit to each other, like, I. Yeah, was like this at the beginning of our relationship and you feel this way and we're going to acknowledge those feelings mm -hmm. and try to work towards something. And maybe he like had the, the he's like, nope, I'm I just am in love with this one girl and for the past three years haven't done a thing wrong and it's just now it's being litigated because it did happen. Right. But he might be squeaky clean for three and, and be a different person. And that could be the case too. Right. I think... It's always better to err on the side of communi open communication than it is mm -hmm. to sweep something under the rug or or let it fester. Hundred percent. I know it's going to be a hard conversation, but I also think it's absolutely necessary. Before think about this, at least it's happening before they're married. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Because you want to get this out of the way. This is an absolute must talk about before mm -hmm. you get married. It, it, this is the inciting incident. But if she's been feeling this way, like already about his personality, that's mm -hmm. something this... that you have to confide in your partner of like, hey, just so you know, like love how charming you are. Mm -hmm. It makes me insecure in our relationship watching you interact with other women. Th that should be a a conversation regardless of the phone right. incident happening. So this is a great way to bring that up. And yeah. it, it's again, it's he doesn't have to change his full personality. Mm -hmm. It's like he needs to know that that's how he's making his partner feel. In the yeah. same vein of him being like, uh, doesn't really thrill me that you go through my phone. Correct. You know, mm -hmm. and that you can't trust me. This so, is going to be lots to talk about. Hard conversation, lots to talk about, but one certainly worth having. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Hi, mail and crew. My fiance and I are going to a wedding in October. She will be out of town on work and flying in late Saturday morning for the ceremony and reception. I'll be attending the welcome drinks on Friday night, but here's the catch. My ex will be there and the wedding too. Do I disclose these facts? On one hand, it's better to be transparent. On the other, I feel my fiance will be unnecessarily nervous slash worried. Do I mention it beforehand when she lands? Not at all and hope it never comes up. Thanks. I'm leaning towards just disclosing it up front, but I'd be lying if I didn't think about just not saying anything and hoping it goes unmentioned. Yeah, another one in the same vein here. Just, yeah, just, just, just better to be open. Just, just disclose it. Because think of the scenarios here. You don't disclose it. And she shows up and she's like, what the fuck? You know, why don't you just tell me there's an X here? There's just, there's more things that go wrong there than just being like, hey, my X is going to be there. Like I'm, I'm with, I'm literally engaged to you. There's nothing to be worried about. Kind yeah. of like, I don't know. Again, I think disclosing it's always good allows her to like say her piece and maybe she really doesn't care mm -hmm. maybe she's like okay cool or she's like oh that's not great like and she can either do decide what she wants to do either come on friday or ask you not to go which i think is personally like i i don't know if that's totally necessary like i think you're absolutely exercise and trust would be you going to the welcome drinks where your ex is at. Like you should be able to be in the same vicinity, yeah, vicinity as your ex, right. but being cognizant of the fact that maybe if she is affected by that, like maybe when you get home, you FaceTime or, you know, like, yeah, Hey, just like, Hey, I'm, I'm in, you know, my room, but like, yeah. but just to like, let her know that you're thinking about her or whatever it is yeah, to make yeah, her yeah. most comfortable instead of her being like, Oh, he's like at some party with his ex. It never feels good. I think like to know that your partner is like somewhere without you with like somebody that they used to have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, again, this is like a great opportunity, a great exercise in trust, a great like it, maybe she's like, I don't give a shit. Like, okay, cool. I don't know what the ex is like. But if like right. Will was at somewhere with his ex, again, both of us have like very – like all of our exes are very like a non-factor. So mm -hmm. if he was right, somewhere right. at a party with his ex, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Uh, you dated her like literally 10 years before <laughs> we met. So I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, but there are, you know, it, it definitely depends on the spectrum of the ex. Like, is this the last person that you slept with before mm -hmm. her? And like, sure. Possibly were engaged to and you broke off an engagement. That's like a, absolutely different thing than like some girl I hooked up with twice 
when we happen to like live in the same city. Right. Uh, but it still is worth a mention. I think there's a way of being like, hey, she's going to be there and at the wedding. Just wanted to let you know. I don't yeah. think that there's anything for you to be upset about or I just want, I yeah, would rather, you be, know rather you versus you find out and be yeah. blindsided when you get to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Easy. And then be like, please tell me how you feel about that. If you're cool with it, great. If you are feeling any type of weirdness, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open up the door for that conversation. Exactly. For sure. You know that 80 million men and women in the U.S. Sally experience thinning hair? I do know that. It's a bunch. Yet it's still not openly talked about, which can make going through it feel scary and stressful. And that just adds to the problem. Boy, do I have a solution for you. Nutrafol, the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and women. Do you know that there are multiple causes of thinning hair, Sally? I definitely know that. Well, Nutrafol does too, and they're the hair growth supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle factors that may be impacting your hair. Thinning is also different for men and women. Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas for men and women to provide exactly what they need based on their biology and age. Every formula is physician-formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients for reliable results without compromises. In the clinical studies, 72, uh, 70, excuse me, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after six months, and they're trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MAILIN to save $10 off your first month's subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code MAILIN. Uh, my turn, Sally? I think so. Last one. Here we go. Hi, Brett and Sally. Question for y'all. My husband and I bought our first home in April. Congratulations. Uh, since then, we've completely gutted the first floor and totally redid the kitchen. We're about 80% done with the renovation at this point. We have a pool, and our initial thought was we would have a pool party slash housewarming party once we were in a good spot with renovating and moving in slash furnishing the house. Obviously, our renovation was very expensive, and that has delayed a lot of our furnishing expenses for the time being. With pool season wrapping up, we want to have a housewarming party the second week in September, but our house is far from ready. I'm worried about being judged by our friends for our lack of furniture and decor, but also don't want to miss out on the opportunity to have this party and enjoy our new home with friends. Thoughts on how to overcome this insecurity. Thanks for all you do. I think this is common, like especially given how COVID impacted like our supply chain. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking specifically about my sister and brother-in-law who built a beautiful house and have like no furnishing <laughs> because everything is like, just now being shipped to them and they've been in it sure. since March. Oh, totally. Like yeah. they're still, it's a very empty house because they, the, the couches were like, not, not them specifically, but couches were like six months. Well, and then like, they, and... like Lily and Drew, like got their dining room chairs, but then hated them. So they have to send them back. And uh, now they like okay. have, to, that's like a whole more like six month tack on. Mm-hmm. So I think if you really want to have a party and you're worried about it, 
keep people to the outside, but also it's kind of like nice to have a party and not have shit in your house that people can ruin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think for me, this is the, you, you, you have worked your entire life to buy a house, renovate it. It's going to look nice. Who, who cares if there's not the perfect amount of seating for a million people? They're going right. to be so proud of, of your, your house in general. The pool will be a blast. The, the kitchen will be, it sounds like it's pretty much done. So that's kind of where people congregate anyway. Yeah. I think uh, have a party. Like you, you earned this. You want to enjoy your house in the time of year where you can enjoy the house to its maximum ability. And then next summer, have another one with all your furnishings there. It's, it's not, you know, you can never have too many gatherings, especially when that's kind of what houses allow people to do is, is right. host. And, and I am, I love hosting. So it's for me, I'm like, have, have a party. And if you want to like give people the tour and say like this is where this is going to go or this is the plan this is for this. happening yeah. but we're it's on back order or whatever or just keep people outside into the kitchen sure. and don't mention anything and people who are nosy and give a shit about where your furniture is coming from are losers yeah. no offense but like I you know a lot of that is going to come it, you have to remember it, like you feel insecure about the fact that you don't have furniture in your home. People are also feeling insecure about the fact that they don't own a house and that they couldn't do renovations. Everyone mm-hmm. is insecure about something. Yeah. And the people who are hung up on the fact that you don't have furniture, if that even exists, d- their opinion is stupid. Like, honestly, I think we spend so much time worrying about what other people are going to do that we don't enjoy ourselves, which is like exactly what's keeping this person from throwing the party. Mm-hmm. It's like have a party. And if truly, if someone's like being a bitch about the furniture, like they, that's the, they're dealing with their own shit. They're probably insecure about the fact that they, you know, they're like making themselves feel better because they don't have a house or they don't, they couldn't afford a new kitchen or they couldn't do this. So they're going to just shit on you by, yeah. You know, everybody's insecure about something. Everybody's judging something. Is it right? No. Does it happen? Of course. And just let just it roll to, off. But I think it's really yeah. easy to like have a party that if, especially if it's a pool party, keep people outside into the kitchen. You don't have to let people into your house or like yeah. into the, you know, like. Yeah. If the, get, if the guest bedroom doesn't have the, the mattress yet, that's not, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Unless like Craig gets hammered and he has no place to cry. But like that, this uh, it's the same thing exists when you have kids and you go over to someone's house or mm-hmm. they come over to yours and your house looks like a freaking bomb went off inside of it. And people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you're just like, it's fine. It, yeah. People who care about that stuff need to get a life. I saw one, one tweet recently. Like I obviously don't have kids, but uh, somebody tweeted, they're like, my, my toddler, I just think it's his job to pick stuff up and move them around the house and put them in different places yeah like he loves doing that i was like yeah that makes sense i, I don't think anybody can judge anyone else le- at all for anything but i also it's like i'm not gonna come into your house that is not my house where i don't know what the hell's going on and like pass judgment based on what's happening unless legitimately there's like a rat scurrying across the floor and then i'm like i don't really want to come over here anymore because you have rats the rats would be tough but like if i come into an empty house great like honestly probably better for a party less shit for people to ruin yeah because you don't want to have a fully furnished house have a pool party and then people are just like traipsing in on your like new carpet or rug like sopping what the sopping the water and like the glass of red wine goes down yeah like use this as an opportunity to throw like a 
a rager and people can't ruin shit because Bingo. there's nothing to ruin. Spin zone. That's great. Love it. Love it. So that's going to do it for us today. Any uh, shower thoughts before we get out of here? I uh, am manifest. Well, as always, manifesting fall. Made my own pumpkin spice uh, cold cream. Oh, was it Duncan by any chance? Well, no, no, no. I I homemade it in an attempt to save money on not buying coffee. But I think I put too much canned pumpkin because it is. You were were pumpkin y. It's too pumpkin y. And it's all like Uh, at the, like the cinnamon is just congealed at the bottom of my coffee. Yep. It's a bummer to to see that. Like you drink most of it and then you can see the bottom of the cup that I'm looking at right now and it's just coated in cinnamon. Did Will tell, this might be TMI, did Will tell you he found one of your hair ties in his coffee? Yes. He he, he just starts, he goes, oh. And he's like, oh my God. I don't even know how that got there. That must I, have been accidentally Fritz or something. Like Yeah, he just, he just goes, oh my God. We're like, what? what ha- are you okay? That is so upsetting. And he like couldn't, he couldn't speak for a good, 30 seconds, he, I just, he's just like, I just, I found one of Sally's hair ties. That's so gross. I'm sorry, Will. I like, oh, I definitely did not put it there. No, I think just... honestly, probably Fritz put it in there and yeah. it like sunk to the bottom. Yep. And then, <laughs> oh, that's so upsetting. I felt so bad. Um, so gross. My shower thought today, Sal, um, um, it's big weather and I think we're no stranger to this, but it is the 10 day forecast painting like a rosy picture of cooling off. And it, it, I, we've already talked about this. Yeah, and then by the time it gets four days out, it's back it's to gonna 100. It's going to be 97 instead of 89. Right. And we're going to still be gaslit into thinking that that's a cold front. We're, right. The, the 81 that we saw yesterday is already to an 87. The eight, the, we're already back to the mid-90s. 103 today, 105 tomorrow. It's just, it, I, I don't, you know, the models can say their thing. And, and like truly, I think there's people being like, hey, uh, we, we put some put some attention on the app, so let's let's give a, a rosy ten day outlook, even though the models, or maybe it's just taking the best model prediction and not necessarily the average. Be like, hey, something said it could happen. As someone who enjoys weather and also enjoys looking at maps, we are in the prime season of my life, which is looking at hurricane trackers. Ooh, okay. I like and I that. don't want to be insensitive to people who are at risk of being hit by a hurricane. I'm talking sure. about our our brothers and sisters on the coast, okay? Right. Yeah. As a former Houstonite, Houstonian. Mm-hmm. Houstonian's correct, not a Houstonite, an Austinite, a Houstonian. There you go. Uh, and I have relatives who live in Florida who were just affected by mm-hmm. Adalia. Adalia. And very affected by Ida last mm-hmm. year. I find the little maps that like show their thing like so just I, I, I'm gonna I don't know what word I want to use for it but I love enthralling like enthralling I you, love you like the little cone of shit. probability yes the cone and of like probability the timeline that's oh like my Thursday God. morning uh, I saw one today about uh, invest 95 it's out there it's out it's it's a Tropical wave right now. That's gonna it's gonna kick into fucking high gear very soon. It's and it probably like knock on wood. It doesn't look like it's gonna be a danger to the coast. Uh, if anything, maybe like Nova Scotia because it's gonna turn and do the thing where it's gonna just peel off. But yeah, it's well, gonna be a doozy. No, so I I was looking at the one for Lee, which is like off of yeah yeah yeah. That's the one. I'm th- it used so now it has a name. As of yesterday, it was still 
it was still like invest 95 or whatever. Well, also Jova is like a full blown category four or five that's off the coast of Mexico in the Pacific Ocean that I don't think is going to. Oh, the Pacific, the typhoons that hit like Taiwan and, and, but I, this I, one, this crazy. one, I don't think is going to hit Mexico, but it's massive, and I love the one of Lee though. But like, it's, I had the little cone of probability. It's starting to upset me that I wish that Weather dot com would realize that like all I want to do is look at cones of probability. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about other stuff. I don't want to see the radar. Yes. Like, just show me a world map with just the different cones. And I realize that those change, but, like, I want to see the day-to-day. I want to see that as a radar instead of the actual radar. Yeah. I can't – This is so this is already a hurricane. Yeah, yesterday, it was just a tropical depression. Yeah. it's it, This thing is going to – It could be a big, a, a big a big one. A big boy. Uh, I'm going to – I'm going to make an app that's called like Just Cones of Probability. That's the whole name of the app. Cones of Probability. And it's like only cones of probability for hurricanes. There's no tracking. Mm, I mean, there's no no radar. It just shows how the cone changes with time. You just want to see the cones. I want to do... I've always wanted, like, I, I love snowstorms. Uh I've always wanted to storm chase, but snowstorms or cold fronts. I want to just go to like wherever the nicest weather in the world is or in the U.S. is and, and be like, yep, pretty fucking nice outside. That's what, that's what you're going to, you're just going to chase nice weather. I'm going to chase, I want to chase cold fronts where it's going to be like 80 and then drops down to 50. So you no, just yeah, want to chase felt, pressure changes. Yeah. The pressure and, changed and from two weeks ago when it like went from 100 to 80 in like 20 minutes. When that one And we had like four drops through. of rain yeah. has affected my tires. Oh. Because of the pressure change. So it yeah. set off all of my tire sensors. <laughs> okay. And the tires are totally fine because they're all the same level, but they're yeah. reading weird. So it, like I need to take my car in and have them fix mm-hmm. the sensor. But I, I know that they're fine because they're all like driving. reading at like 30 p. They're uh, like in the morning, they'll read at like 29 PSI. And then in the afternoon, they'll read 31. Interesting. Okay. And I think that. But I just need somebody to reset it. But it's such a pain in the ass. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm just ignoring mm-hmm. it, and then I'm going to get like a flat tire because one of them's going to be. Yeah, it's always fun in the. Uh, it goes like I'm at. I think I'm 36. Is kind of my standard. But I, Jeeps are different than Mercedes. Different than Fiat. Yeah. Different than everything. The first time it gets really cold and it sets off the the tire pressure thing because your tires are just super cold. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's I know, when you but, know it's but awesome. like mine hasn't like. Yours hasn't Re- rebounded, which is it. weird. Yeah, it's just usually by the been, end, been mid morning. It's already and I need gone. to go get it fixed, and I don't yeah. want to take it to the Mercedes dealership at all. No. I just honestly, I mean, my lease is up in like three months. I think I'm just going to drive around with this tire pressure thing until. Yep. My lease is. I up, I have in the car. Probably a couple hundred more miles till I need my oil changed. Maybe a thousand, and I'm I'm saving my repairs for that because I'm just going to try to. I, I need new tires. Get an oil change. You get a headlight that goes like I'm, I'm due for a couple of things. Yeah, new tires gonna suck. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, it does suck. That's our show today, Sally. Great one. Yeah, good one. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, tell a friend if you want to leave a five star review and tell us something we're wrong about. Please do that. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That is eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye.